strong more than say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Alright. So today, uh, we're going to start a series teaching. I thank God for series teachings. Because when I'm about to hit a point, I'll say, can we rise to our feet? That's why I love series teachings. Yeah. Amen and amen. And uh, today we're starting our series teaching on uh, our identity in Christ Jesus. <clears throat> our identity in Christ Jesus. We looked at our Soteria series, a series in salvation, where we were made aware, where we were taught on the benefits of salvation, taught on how it is diligent and expedient for us to give our lives to Christ and start a glorious journey with Him. Now, in getting to a place where we are going to learn about the Lord Jesus Christ and start, you know, a lovely journey with Him, one of the most fundamental things we need to come to a place to acknowledge and walk in is the area of identity. I want to believe the teaching of identity is very, very cardinal because many problems that people have here on earth as a result of having an identity crisis. And I feel if believers can be taught who they actually are, then it will help them. Now, in explaining and even just trying to understand what our identity is, I mean, our identity is simply, it's a, it's, 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 it's a word that gets to describe who we are, alright? So if we're trying to say what is an identity, it's something that just describes who we are, but not only just describes, it's, it is the whole essence of who we really are. And it's very interesting that sometimes while we are here on the face of the earth, there are things that authorities put in place to help you, you know, express your identity in different ways. All right. Like, for example, um, uh, you who's living in Zambia, and uh, I want to believe everyone in here has uh, a national registration card, right? Even you, right, Timothy, right? Yeah, I think you do. At least, I should only believe my daughter, Joy. That's all. That's all. If not... You, you don't have. Okay. Uh, others are in Sunday school, I know. Those are the ones we don't have. Nevertheless, you observe that we are given a card to help us produce proof of our identity. Amen and amen. Now, I want you to start with this point. I need to produce proof of my identity. Amen and amen. While in the natural you are able to produce a green registration card or a birth certificate, in the spirit you should be able to produce proof. Amen and amen. Unfortunately, in the spirit we don't have cards, but we have actions. So the proof of your identity is expressed in your actions. Hallelujah. So, now, when you observe your identity card, one of the things you, you realize that is put up on your card is the name, whether you are John Chimfwembe, Karot Sakara, whatsoever. Then there is your place of origin. Amen and amen. Not only is there your place of it's, it's very interesting, okay? There's, there's also your place of birth. 
whether you were born in Lusaka, they never forget to point out your place of origin. Born in Lusaka but from Mongure. I'm going somewhere. Your place of origin matters. Why does your place of origin matter? It's because your place of origin is what gives and grants you identity. Amen and amen. And apart from your place of origin that is seen on a card, sometimes certain cards are diligent enough, apart from an NRC, uh, are diligent enough to describe your position. If you have a driver's license, your, your, your license is able to describe your name and a few other things, maybe your date of birth, but it's also able to describe your position. Very important. So if you have a driver's license and you say, what license do you have? Someone will say, I have B. Automatic. Another one will say, I have B. Manual. Another one will say, I have C1. Another one might say, I have BSV. Those are positions. In the same way, cards uh, that reflect positions, maybe even in your work areas, so you may have a card that is written, Akuyela uh, Chisenga, Marketing Director. Philomena Pila. <laughs> you know, so... Now, we have these in the natural to help us to produce proof. But you see, what we are showing in the natural is not the totality of who we are. What we are showing in the natural is not the totality of who we are. Because our bodies, our physical flesh, only came in Genesis 2, chapter number 2. Whilst the true essence of who we are started in Genesis chapter number one. In Genesis chapter number one, the Bible says God spoke, saying, Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. What is the image and likeness of God? John chapter four reveals it to us that now God is spirit, and they that need to worship him shall worship him in what? Truth and in spirit. The book of Hebrews describes him as the father of spirits. So who are the other spirits? It simply means you are a spirit. But you have a physical body. Amen and amen. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say your NRC that you have will not produce any proof of who you are in the spirit. It will not produce your identity in the spirit. Because, ha, you can be staying in Kamwala South in the natural, but in the spirit, you are in the heavenlies. Hello? Your position in the natural can be laborer or worker, but in the spirit, commander. So what I'm trying to say is that while we appreciate proof that can be produced with natural documentation, we need to understand that the whole totality of who we are should be sourced and derived from the realm of the spirit because that is our original state. Amen and amen. Isn't it very interesting when you read Philippians chapter number 2 and verse 10? That Jesus was recognized in the spirit. 
not necessarily as the son of Joseph or anything like that. And perhaps as we read this, maybe I'll correct a few people doctrinally on a few things. Let's read together. One, two, three. That what? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven and those over the earth and those under the earth. I just want us to read the last, the first part again. One, two, three, go. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Alright. Now, the Bible is showing us how at the name of Jesus, knees should bow. It simply means there is a certain authority. There is a certain identification, influence we can find at the name of Jesus. And by the way, it did not say at the mention. Oh, oh. It said at the name. So it means at the very name of Jesus, knees should bow even without mentioning. It simply means in the realm of the spirit, there's a place of recognition of the spiritual stature of Jesus Christ. That's why in the book of Acts chapter number 19, the Bible actually tells us, don't go there, but the Bible actually tells us there was a time that people who were sons of priests went about and decided to cast out demons. Now, in trying to cast out demons, the Bible tells us they copied exactly what they saw the Apostle Paul doing. What was the Apostle Paul doing? He was casting out demons in the name of Jesus. And so this guy said, simple stuff. Let me walk in it. And there were seven of them going towards the person that had a demon spirit with boldness. Listen, some boldness can be foolishness. With boldness, they declared, Come out! Is that how you chase demons? Yes, you say out. They said, Come out in the name of the Lord Jesus whom Paul preaches. Ah, ah. Now, what did they say? They said, Come out. That's what they said, right? They did not come to introduce themselves. But the Bible tells us after they said, Come out, the demon spoke and said, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? There was no recognition or identity for them in the spirit. Nothing. They couldn't produce proof. Your proof of being a child of God should be in actions like out. You're demonstrating proof. Then you know you're a child of God. So they didn't need a document to see somebody's identity. What does the realm of the spirit recognize? Light. Hello. And so that's why they were able to say, Jesus we know. Paul we know. Now, while it is one thing to be known in the spirit, it is also another thing to know yourself in the spirit. Ask your neighbor, who are you? Yeah. The knowledge of your identity is very important, saints of God. And one of the reasons it's very important is because when you know your identity, it regulates how you think, it regulates how you behave, it regulates how you act. I'll give you an example. Imagine 
if 15 witches were to appear in here right now, how would you react? Your reaction will be based on how you know yourself. It will be based on how you know your identity or how you perceive it. You run is the way you perceive it. If you say, hey, blood of... Even how you pray. Did you know that even how you... How, when you know your identity, how you pray changes. Amen and amen. Here is somebody who's just discovered, who's read from the scriptures, that these signs shall follow they that believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in other tongues. And then when they take up deadly substances, it will not hurt them. And then he reads that scripture and says, ah, this is my identity. Then he reads in Isaiah which tells him that no weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. Then it says this is the heritage of us. It means it's their identity. Now after they have knowledge of that, you will find that there is one person. Okay, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm one person that uh, uh, ministers a lot in healing and deliverance. Yet you have another person who may not even minister a lot in healing and deliverance, but doesn't know their identity. So you will find this other person is always complaining. Whenever they meet up with Deacon Sam, it will always be updating him. Deacon Sam, ha. Ah. Serious? Ah. But anyway, by the grace of God, I was delivered. The next day, Dikon Sam, Vabuera 50 na 40. This, you notice that one person will always be talking about demonic attacks. But demon, but but the concern you'll find that he won't be really be talking about demonic attacks. He'll just be saying, Ish, "I'm enjoying the the presence of God. Angels are following me. Why is he speaking about angels? It's because of identity. His the knowledge of his identity makes him think a certain way, and believe a certain way, and speak a certain way." And then he attracts that which he believes. Hmm? How is your revelation of prayer when you're sleeping? When you're about to sleep? Hmm. That's where we find very strange prayers. When you're about to sleep and when you're about to eat. Hmm? We see marriages break like that. Your wife has cooked for you and then you start praying. Father, I pray, any poison in this food that has been prepared by the enemy, your wife cooked, I demolish, I, I cut it, I neutralize it. Meanwhile, another person, no, because why is someone like the, like Apostle Paul, sitting in an island and then a snake bites him and then he looks at it and just throws it away and he, he moves on if he had the phone he would have switched to whatsapp you know paying attention he moves on then the ones who are worried are the ones who are not beaten not yeah island they are worried, but they are not beaten. Identity. Now, why, listen, why didn't Paul, after throwing the, listen, the Bible is very, very clear when it's giving certain descriptions. Like, for example, it says a venomous viper 
What does that mean? It's venomous. It's deadly. It's clear. Now, when it beats him, why shouldn't Paul start praying? I give my hand to you, Jehovah. Clean me. Sanctify me. Wash me in your blood. Listen, I'm not fighting prayers. I'm not fighting them at all. Pray, but grow in your identity. Because when you grow in your identity, you will stop making certain prayers. Yes. Hallelujah. When the Bible says deadly lions were kept to punish people in the time of Daniel, what is deadly? It's deadly. How do we know that the lions were deadly? It's because when they didn't eat Daniel, they ate another family after Daniel. The same people who were accusing Daniel, they were thrown in it. And the Bible showed us those lions were so deadly that even the bones were chewed. Oh, okay, if Daniel saw how they chewed before he entered, maybe he would have said, <laughs> but he, he knew his identity and trusted in the Lord God and said, no problem. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are thrown into the fire that has been increased seven times, before they are thrown into the fire, they are seeing that the people who have increased the fire have died because the fire is too hot. And that's where they are going. You didn't hear them sing, start singing. Before, before they enter. No. They just walked in. In the fire. It simply means when you come to a place to get to know your identity. There is a certain way you will live. Beyond the natural. Ah, hallelujah. Now, remember I said your identity is sourced from what? Sourced from an origin. And the reason why it's sourced from an origin is because from that origin, whatever is your source is what gets to govern you, is what gets to lead you, what gets to direct you. When God created everything, he deliberately placed an identity on everything. But you see, it's not enough to know who you are. You have to walk in it. I'll give an example. Um, here is someone who identifies himself as blessing. His name is blessing. Now, if your name is blessing, maybe that's what, that is what is identifying you. It's, it's an identification. My name is blessing. Now, if you see blessing, blessing, the way he's living his life, is not like a blessing. It's like Mavuto. So, you see, he has the name, he has the identity blessing, but just having it is not enough. He has to walk in it. Amen and amen. That's why you will find people, you think they will change just because you give them the name John. Now in society, John is a very dangerous name to give. Because they think it's from the Bible. There was John the Baptist, John the beloved of Jesus. So they are giving everyone John, 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 John. But they are not walking like John. I would rather have a name like Jabez but source my identity not from my name but from what God has designed for me and I enlarge in territory. Amen and amen. So, 
an identity is sourced from your place of origin or from a creator or whoever had created you. And that's why you will see a few things in scripture. You will observe that when you when 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 there is a mango tree a mango tree not just knows not only knows what it is but also functions as it is none of you have ever planted a mango tree and spoken to it to say i pray in jesus name do not produce a banana never do not produce a banana. Do you, do you know why it will never produce a banana? Its identity is found in the seed. That's where there is the coding. The coding is in its origin, the seed. And the one who provided the seed placed the coding. And so by default, if you have the coding of mango, produce mango. If you have the coding of banana, produce banana. Now, there's only one small challenge when we're talking about the area of identity. It's because there is a certain species that God created that was given free will. Free will simply means I can code something into you but you've got a choice to walk in it or not. In, your, in the natural, there are certain codings you can't change because it's a system of God. Amen and amen. There are certain codings you can't change. So if you say no, we are coming. Deacon Sam chooses another person with a nice complexion like his. When they have children, there will be a code. <laughs> Isn't that so? Yes, there will be a code. If there are certain features, if the, if the nose is like a triangle, when you see the child, you'll be like, You can't change. It's, it's coded in the DNA. Amen and amen. And when it's coded in the DNA, by default, those things will happen to that child. Now, with an identity that has been placed in you and I. I want you to get me clear. With an identity that has been placed in you and I from the realm of the spirit, we have a choice not only to access it, but to either walk in it or to reject it. So for us, walking in an identity is a different thing altogether. Do you know that you can choose if God says you have called you to be a prophet, you can say no. Did you know that? You can, you can probably say, no, thanks. I'll pass. Well, at the end of the day, even though you say no, the only thing you will be doing is walking outside your identity. But you, you may still be alive. And so, to the believer or to mankind, there are three ways we access or walk in identities. Three ways. Number one, it has to be taught. Number two, it has to be caught. Number three, it has to be sought. 
They teach it. You catch it. You seek it. So things are caught, things are taught, and things are sought. And that's why you observe that certain identities that people took up could have been as a result of these three things. Someone could have been taught something. Someone could have sought after something. And someone could have just caught something. Right now, the reality of the identity that you're walking in today is as a result of the engagement of these three. Right now, what you learned, what you were taught, the things you were catching, and the things you were seeking, are what has made you pick up access to certain identities. And you see, the thing is that this doesn't only apply to godly identities. It also applies to identities that are, uh, that, that are adverse or wrong identities. You pick them up the same way. You are taught, you seek after them, and you catch them. I'll give you an example. There are some people who are taught before they marry that no man is faithful. And they are calling it counseling. So they are telling you, Monakashi, listen to the elders. Listen to the ancient wisdom. No man is faithful. And no man is yours. So, all you need to do is when you marry, be the best amongst the side chicks. So listen, they are taught and they will believe that. So when they enter marriage, they will not enter as a wife. They will enter as the privileged side chick. That's the identity. So when she's waiting for the husband to come home, ah, anyway, I'm sure about the Kuriva Nachanda. Why is she agreeing with that? She was taught. And that's her identity. Even believers are being taught such things. Yes. You have to be taught to break certain principles in marriage. They are telling you, husband, love your wife. He's not saying wives. You have to be taught to accept to be my guru and my nini. And you're calling yourself sister wives. You have to be taught to share a man. Yes. And this is very real. Others are taught to work charms on husbands to keep them. So when you are marrying, you even know, I am not a wife, I am a witch. <laughs> you cannot say, I do to someone you put in a bottle. What do you do to? You, you even know, identity. What is taught? Some of the things that many of you have learned may also be the result of what you have caught. Things that you catch are not necessarily things that you were looking for. They just came your way. For example, Kuvutika. You find that there is 
maybe no food at home or maybe there is violence in your family that you were raised up from it is easy from a circumstance to pick up an identity we are not lucky for me nah we are cursed you cannot come up with a conclusion that you are cursed without picking it from a circumstance you picked it you caught it yes and because you caught it you said you said this is what i'm going to allow to be in my uh, uh, my life and my identity and it's affecting you and also the other thing that many people are causing them to walk in different levels of identities is what they are seeking after there are things the scriptures give us counsel not to seek after those are the things people are seeking i want happiness i want someone to tell me nice words and you find because you are seeking after it you are able to say hey you are a believer and because you are seeking after that and then someone who is an unbeliever tells you you are the most precious thing ever on this earth suddenly you feel an anointing from your toes all the way to your belly you even want to groan herkatoshke debias because you've been told you are the most precious thing after you were told that you leave the church groups and post on your status is me and bay against the world he, he just told you you were precious he didn't even propose suddenly you are saying you and bay against the world but not only saying that you are even saying no one loves me no one cares for me ha you are forgetting you have been fed hmm? at church you came demons were casted out deliverance abuse on a sweat in 3 hours and now they don't and now the boss doesn't care about you ah identities that are caught identities that are taught and identities that are sought now what is very important is for us to get to a place where we are functioning in the correct identity because i want to challenge you where you are yes you are a believer what have you been taught who is teaching you number 2 what are you catching where are you catching from and what are you and what exactly are you catching and what are you seeking after very important because at the end of the day what is diligent and most expedient for you is that you walk in the correct identity why should you walk in the correct identity because proverbs chapter number 29 and verse 18 tells us that when there is no revelation the people cast off restraint proverbs 29 and verse 18 if you don't have a revelation if there is no vision if there is no realization of who you are the people cast off of strength they scatter not only that it says happy is he who keeps the law they it simply means those who scatter will also not keep the law there will be wickedness Go with me in Romans chapter number 1 start with from verse 20 and you put it in the NIV translation. I want to show you 
that the Bible actually tells us that when God created the world, He revealed Himself and made ways for Him to be known. Not just ways for Him to be known, but ways so that you can also know yourself or find your identity. Amen and amen. NIV. No NIV. Whoa. Okay. Nevertheless, it's okay. Look at this. It says, For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power, and His divine nature. So they have no excuse of not knowing God. Alright. So creation was there and creation was given the privilege to know God. Why should it know God? I mean, if you know your creator, you will have a picture of who you actually are. Amen and amen. Now, there is a big problem in verse 21. It's okay, just go ahead. Verse 21. Go to verse 21. The Bible says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave thanks to Him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. They began to think a certain way. They began to reason a certain way. They began to catch things. They began to seek things. And they began to be taught certain things. Different from what God actually designed. And God said they were futile. They were darkened. Next verse. Then now listen. From this place of them being futile, foolish, and darkened, they claimed to be wise. Although they claimed to be wise, they became what? Fools. Next. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made that look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. Are you seeing what is the Bible is saying? It's showing us anyone that has that that practices idolatry has got an identity problem. And their identity problem is that they have neglected what God already made available. It's not like identity is hidden. It's there. Next verse. Therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. I want you to see a problem here. Are you seeing now that after committing idolatry, they now begin to degrade their own bodies with sexual impurity? When you say degrading, it simply means this sin is a cheap sin. makes you cheap. But let's see the kind of impurity that is talked about. Next verse. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the creator who is blessed for, who is praised or forever praised. How do you exchange the truth for a lie? You have to be taught. You have to catch something. Next verse. 
Because of this, God gave them over to shameful lusts. Uh-huh. Listen. Even their women exchanged natural relations for unnatural ones. They were not born with it. Okay. Next verse. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. Perversion is an identity problem. Hello? When someone comes to tell you it's not on purpose. Have you noticed there are those who get per listen, there are those who get perverse later on in life. There are those who say and declare to be perverse from from birth. Why? What's the difference? I said there are things that are taught and there are things that are caught. So some things can be caught at birth. You catch them. They just caught it. And things that are caught, they just come your way. They'll just come your way. And then you'll say, this is a, it is an identity issue. And somebody needs to be helped. Listen. If any of you believe, or if, maybe Kapembo come, if, come, if Kapembo believes that he is a girl, oh, <laughs> if he believes with all his heart that he is a girl, I actually saw somebody who had a different race and they said, me, I'm male. They were black and said, I'm male. If he believes he's a girl, then he's having an identity issue. And usually when somebody is having an identity issue, you need to labor a certain way. Why? Because, listen, the Bible says God was revealed but they neglected and exchanged the truth the lie. Identity issues need to be sorted out by first taking them back to their origin and that's God. Without pointing them back to God there's nothing you can do. There is nothing. You even tell them off. You are useless. They will go just like that. There was a person on TV who was telling the friend, you are gay. He kept on saying, you are gay. Actually, you are gay. And guess what? The person went back, what? Gay. Because pointing at, the, pointing at him won't change anything. You can't. Listen. I'm trying to show you if he has an identity issue, don't point at him. Point him to God. Point him to God. Why? Because that's where his original identity is sourced. Listen, I'm going to make it quick for you. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter number 3 that the, the serpent began to speak to Eve. And he began to say, ah, Now, 
what did Eve do? She said, no, 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 we can't eat this. In fact, we shouldn't even touch it. Oh, really? Now, this is what Lucifer, or the serpent began to say. He says, no, 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 feel free. Touch it. Eat it. You will not die. What was he doing? He was teaching her. He was teaching her. What she had already learned, she unlearned and learned falsehood. He says, you will not die. In fact, God doesn't want you to eat this because he knows you will become like him. There's a problem. Why doesn't Eve know that she is like God? Wasn't she made in the image and likeness of God? When she looked at the fruit, the Bible says it was so attractive to make somebody become wise. She wanted wisdom. Come on. You were made in the image and likeness of God. You want wisdom. You have it. Because the Bible actually tells us concerning wisdom, wisdom testified. It says, even before the foundation of the world, God possessed me. So if God creates mankind in his image, it simply means they also have wisdom. But the identity was unknown. And so she easily fell. I'm trying to show you something. If you want any man to fall in life, Make sure they don't know who they are and whose they are. That's the simplest formula. Who has ever been convinced or who has ever had the thought that if you grow more, if you read the Bible more, Satan will attack you? If you've ever had that thought come across your mind. Ever? Ah, no, raise them higher, raise them higher. No one is judging you. Okay. Now, I want to ask you a question. Who taught you that? Did you hear any preacher teach you that? Uh-huh. That simply means there are a lot of preachers in the realm of the spirit. And they are called demons. Eve fell on account of a sermon. <laughs> She was listening to Satan speak because Satan started saying the advantages of eating and the disadvantages of not eating. Simon Pariek. And she said, Ah, let me do it. And after she fell, everything else fell apart. So some things are taught. Some things are caught and some things are sought. Look at a man by the name of Paul. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 13. He began to testify. This is now, he's become a believer. He's now testifying and he says, For you have heard of my previous way of life in Judaism. How intensely I persecuted the church and tried to destroy it. This is one man. He's been saying, What was he doing? Him, his falling was by what he was seeking. Not by what he, he, he was taught. Judaism didn't teach him to fight the church. It's in what he was seeking. The guy was thirsty to kill believers. Are you a believer? Yes. Dead. Dangai, a believer? Just when you just say, be. That's how bad he was. Do you know, you guys, don't, many of you don't, if you check your Bible, do you know when Stephen was being killed, Paul was there? 
Stephen, who was being stoned to death. Paul was there. What was he doing there? At that time he was young, but what was he doing? He was keeping the clothes of the people who were stoning Stephen and watching. And it was, he started catching things like, ha! So this is how you kill. Me, I will not use stones. But when he saw Stephen die, he said, Praise the Lord. I shall kill the remaining ones. Because of Paul. But next verse. I want you to see this. So he had an identity problem. Next verse. And I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the tradition of my fathers. There's some boldness and some zeal. Next verse. And it says, but, listen, he had the identity problem, right? But listen what he says. But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. Next verse. Listen. To reveal his son in me. That's what changed his identity. That I might preach him among the Gentiles. And I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood to reveal. Hmm. Listen, I'm sorry. But there are certain problems that are we will need the revelation of Jesus to be made known. Not just sitting down and giving you an ear. Because sometimes if we sit down, give you an ear and tell you just a few things here and there, it can help you, but maybe temporary. And that's why at the end of the day, we need to get to grow and learn in our identity. Exodus chapter 3 and verse 11. This is Moses now. I've explained about how one was taught. I've explained about how one sought was poor. But I want to show you now Moses. Moses. He says, but Moses, God taught Moses first of all. He says, I want you to go and preach the gospel uh, oh, not the gospel. Uh, uh, go and declare that Pharaoh lets go of my people. And the Bible says, And Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Eh. Elohim is calling you. Go and do an assignment. Who am I? Who am I? It's in Listen, we expected at least because he stayed in the house of Pharaoh, we expected him to at least behave a bit normal. Because he stayed in the house of Pharaoh. And And do you know that it was deliberate for God to allow him to stay in the house of Pharaoh? Because if he didn't stay in the house of Pharaoh, if God called someone out of slavery to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, everyone was going to refuse. Why? Among a slavery, he knew they picked up identities. We are slaves. We are slaves. I can't be a deliverer. So you needed someone who stayed in the house of Pharaoh. Huh. Deliberately. That's why God likes to change environments. He will not just allow you, no, 
to be that one who just does no let me go to the night club me I'll drink fanta the rest is okay they should drink the other thing it changes you from there because what if he wants to call someone to go and preach to the people that go to the night club you will be counted unworthy because you tag along in short you also need the preaching so he needs to change your environment amen and amen if you hold a student and then he wants to raise someone to speak and teach against student how will he come to you is a word so moses thought of himself a different one he says mm, who am i no but the way god is i want you to notice something when moses asked who am i what what should god say what should god say he should say ndwe kapolo wa mulongo right look at what god said next verse and he said certainly i will be with you <laughs> wow moses is asking who am i god is saying i will be with you what is he saying know something about me come on you need to know something about me i am jehovah he was revealing himself so if god says i'm going to be with you that will make moses say hey can't you this one who is saying is going to be with me is very powerful god goes to gideon and says gideon mighty man of valor and gideon looks behind Gideon mighty man and says no 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 I'm the weakest How did Gideon know he was the weakest he caught things because of circumstances Amen and amen Once you get to know your God It is a turning point in getting to discover and walk in your identity. Child of God, I came to challenge somebody. Is your identity in line with what God has to say about you? is it accurate what you are walking in are you walking in in the identity of Christ what have you caught what are you being taught praise be to god at the end of the day the results you experience will be as a result of how you have fully worked in your identity do you remember what jesus said and also what the psalmist said he says do you not know that you are gods psalms 82 he says do you not know that you are gods but you are dying like mere man do you know certain premature dangers and deaths happen because of an identity crisis when you are seeing a believer profess on their pages that i am a christian i am a child of god but the songs they are singing to you is something else identity problem identity problem Let me not even take it that far. You are professing to be a believer. And you are dressing what the book of Proverbs calls a harlot's attire. Do you know that 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 that, that the scriptures actually categorize attires? 
those are identity issues whenever you see your belief or what you profess in seems to be fighting or is opposite with your actions challenge yourself and say i need to know myself more because this is not my identity it's not i'm walking in something wrong when you look at the mirror today what do you see about yourself are you seeing yourself with your own lenses or are you seeing yourself with the lenses of god no it's, it's important we all go to the mirror to check ourselves but are you only checking your dress code is there more that you should check and i'll tell you about mirrors mirrors can be very ladies you you are the best to actually explain have you ever had that mirror that is wrongly caved this what do you, <laughs> uh, there are those types of mirrors what one is bulging out one is bulging in when you put your forehead it's like your forehead has already reached on the mirror because of how the surface of the mirror is caved now when you look at that mirror truly when you look at that mirror it makes your forehead look big and because you are seeing it that reality thinks you believe that reality is fact or is factual but you're just looking at the wrong surface you will see it when I was, when I was, there was there was a mirror that we used to have on the car which would curve so whenever i would stand there i'd look big so i'd be like mm. what is this that is happening when i go to a, a normal mirror i would look normal i'm like ish these things can be deceptive but remember what happens a mirror gives an image after reflection takes place it simply means what light is hitting on the surface you are looking on is it the light of god or through the word or is it falsehood we need to decode what has been deposited in our dna that's why we began this series let's rise to our feet